0: Welcome back, everybody. It's episode two of the podcast, the Lecker Room Sports Media Podcast. Thanks for joining me again today. Uh, When this podcast comes out, it'll be Tuesday. I'm a little bit behind. Uh, I should really start giving a name to these podcasts, having a fun name or ask my friends. I don't know. But uh, quick shout out to my buddy who texted me this morning Ask me where my damn podcast was. Uh, You know, he texted me at 7 a.m. this morning, and I was not expecting that anybody actually listened. So uh, thanks to Griffin, Griffin Myers, my good friend, former roommate in college, also an engineer. Uh, One of these days, maybe we'll have Griffin on the podcast to talk about some K-State baseball uh, or some Royals baseball, or uh, he's actually a Diamondbacks fan and, Side note: I'm kind of a Rockies fan. Um, that's a big question mark right now. It's, yeah, it's hard to watch him right now. And then after the Arenado trade, that's it for a different day. Uh, shout out to Griffin. Thanks for reminding me that hey, people actually are listening. So uh, maybe we'll have him on to talk K State baseball here in the next couple of podcasts. K-State Baseball, 27-16, and 16, just came off a sweep of Texas Southern over the weekend. Uh, very dominating performance by the Bats. Uh, pitching didn't have to do too much. Uh, Texas Southern does not play in a Power 5 conference. They are in the SWAC, as the K-State Wildcats are in the Big 12. K-State moving up a little bit in the rankings, but uh, as far as I know, they have to win a fair amount of, of more games to have a shot at the tournament. TCU, Baylor, and KU, their next three series. TCU being probably the biggest series on there, along with if they could get some wins against Baylor and always beating KU. That is a big thing for me at being a K-State grad, K-State fan growing up. Uh but shout out to Griffin. We'll get him on here in the next couple weeks, hopefully. Talk some K-State baseball. Me and him are big K-State baseball fans. So, the quote of the week. This one comes from Jonathan, my coworker. Uh, (laughs) We were talking about my podcast, my episode one podcast. And this kid is probably five or six years older than me. He doesn't even know his own age. I won't say his age just so we'll save him some pride. But... The quote is hilarious. We were talking about sports. He's not the biggest sports guy, but he is a bodybuilder. He could probably bench three of me. <laughs> but uh, I asked him, you know, what we would talk about, and he, you know, he brought up, and this, this is the quote. So, what are you going to ask me? How many innings are in a football game? And um, I was surprised that came out of his mouth, <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. Uh, pretty funny quote and that kind of thought I thought of a new segment. We'll just have Jonathan come on for five minutes and I'll ask him random sports questions and my other coworker too. who's not a big sports guy. And we'll ask him sports questions that uh, a general sports fan would know. Uh, (laughs) I think that would be a a lot of fun. Um, all right, moving on one fun thing that I am doing this week. Uh, actually last week was super busy. Got a project out. We're going to talk about engineering for a second. Got our, our big old project out been working a ton on this project working hard uh three three of our team uh, members were working on it overtime last week and we got her done and um now we can uh rest easy for a little bit and actually focus on some other projects and uh not be so stressed anymore but things are going good at work shout out to my boss man said he listens to the podcast so appreciate that <laughs> and uh this past weekend was a pretty chill weekend. Uh, watched the Royals play a couple games. Uh, of course, they got beat in the series two to th- uh, two games to- out of the three to Minnesota. In Minnesota, uh, pitching didn't show up for two of the games, and neither did the hitting in those games, to be honest. But uh, Denny Duffy, standout game on Saturday. Uh, seven innings, I want to say seven or so strikeouts. Um, pretty good outing by the Royals. On Saturday, not so much the other two days, uh, but the fun thing I am doing this week, I bought tickets to the Springfield Cardinals Double A team. Their opening day is tomorrow against the Wichita Wind Surge, and I am jacked. Uh, I saw that tickets uh, were running out uh, the other night. I don't really have anybody to go with, so maybe by tomorrow I'll have somebody to go with. Maybe one of my coworkers will go, or maybe an old Philly. Uh <laughs> some girl maybe might come with me. I am single. Shout out to the girls out there if they ever wanna <laughs> Sidebar. Uh <laughs> Springfield Cardinals opening day tomorrow against the Wichita wind surge, a new double-A team that would have debuted last year, but they are debuting this year. Their brand new stadium over there in Wichita. Uh super excited uh to watch the game tomorrow. It'll be a lot of fun. All right, we will go into our baseball trivia, baseball trivia segment. Today's topic is the Kansas City Royals, as I have been watching the Royals a lot lately, sporting my Kansas City Royals hat and jersey that I bought a couple weeks ago, making big boy money now so I can afford those things. Um, So Kansas City Royals. What's your Kansas City Royals IQ? And this is an IntelliQuiz. This is just something I looked up uh, on Google. Uh, The the website I usually use uh, was crashing, so we have a backup plan here. Uh, What's your Kansas City Royals IQ? We're going to answer 10 questions. It looks like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. 11 for some reason. And determine our Kansas City Royals IQ. All right. Question number one. Before the 2014 season, when was the last time the Royals were in the World Series? 1938, 1980, 1985, or 2000? And this is an easy one. As a Royals fan, when they won the World Series in 2015, they had the signs all over the park saying party like it's 1985. And that is correct. All right. Question two. Question two. In, 1985, in the 1985 World Series, the Royals beat the Cardinals four games to three. Who was named the MVP? George Brett, Mark Gubi, G-U-B-I-C-Z-A. Um, well, it's not him. <laughs> Brett Saberhagen, the pitcher, or Frank White. Well, it's not Frank White either. I'm pretty sure it's George Brett. Uh, but I think Saberhagen was the winning pitcher in Game 7, but I'm going to say George Brett. (gasps) Oh, it was Saberhagen. I should have gone with my gut. I did that last week too. I chose uh, Babe Ruth over Luke Gehrig. All right, whatever. (laughs) Question three. Kaufman Stadium is known for many things, but one thing in particular, what is it? Artificial turf, the stadium is shaped like a crown. Kansas City Chili it has a waterfall. Uh, these answers are worded really weird. Well Kansas City Chili it's not even if that was an answer it should be Kansas City barbecue. The stadium is shaped like a crown. Well that's the Jumbotron. Artificial turf. I think it used to have artificial turf but not anymore. Uh it has a water a waterfall in center left field and right field that is the answer. What Royal shortstop was known for playing with a toothpick in his mouth? Buddy beyond Oh my gosh. B, Buddy Bion... <laughs> Buddy what? Buddy B. We'll just say that. Onyx Concepcion? Mm, don't know that one. Alcides X Escobar. I don't think it's that because he's pretty recent. Uh, UL Washington. Gosh. My Royals IQ is probably like a six. I'm going to go with the first one just because I can't read it. Nope. (laughs) It was UL Washington. (laughs) All right. After the Royals swept the Angels in 2014 playoffs, first baseman Eric Hosmer did what? Went to Disneyland, ripped his shirt off like Brandy. (laughs) I can't read these names. Brandy Chastain tweeted Royals fans to drink with him at a bar, kissed home plate. Well, I'm pretty sure the third one is oddly specific. Yeah. Okay tweeted the Royals fans and drink with them. All right. The Royals began play in 1969. Question six. The Royals began play in 1969 as a new franchise put together to replace the team that left for another city. What was the team that moved? The Kansas City Athletics, the Kansas City Monarchs. uh, That was the Negro League team. I'm pretty sure uh as the I think the museum's in Kansas City too for the Negro Leagues uh the Kansas City baseball chiefs or the Kansas City blues uh, it's the athletics they moved to Oakland all right question 7 in 1983 game against the Yankees royal's third baseman george brett famously lost his mind and charged umpire tom mcclelland why the fourth strike incident the phantom tag incident the bean ball incident or the, t- the pine tar incident. Um, for those who haven't seen the video, go watch it. Uh, look up the pine tar incident on YouTube. It's hilarious. <laughs> George Brett charges out of the dugout and gets right in the face of the umpire. And the umpire just kind of chests him up. <laughs> but uh, apparently the pine tar was too far up on his bat. Which I don't even know was a rule. And I don't understand how that gives a a batter an advantage if somebody could explain that to me Uh, Griffin if you're listening shoot me a text (laughs) Uh, but yeah the the pine tar incident is the answer alright question 8 speaking of George Brett his number is his number is one of four to be retired by the royals what is it oh my goodness I just saw it I want to I think it's number five yeah that's right okay question 9 The 2014 Royals became the only team in baseball history to do what? Hit back-to-back-to-back home runs in the playoffs, win eight postseason games in a row, have no fielding errors in a postseason, have a first baseman with a suede mullet, referring to Eric Hosmer. Oh, man. I think, oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. It's win eight postseason games in a row because... uh, they played in the wildcard game that year, famously with Salvi hitting that walk-off in the 13th inning or 14th inning, one of those late innings, uh, extra inning games. Um, but it was the second or third year that the wild card had been in existence, so that's the only reason why they're the first team to win eight postseason games in a row. Um, the Rockies, and I only know this as a Rockies fan, the Rockies in 07 actually did the same thing um, they play but the thing was they played game 163 just to get into the playoffs instead of it being a wild card game so they played one game 163 which was technically a I mean it might as well have been a playoff game and then um they swept uh let's see oh that is they swept the diamondbacks and I think the Phillies. And then they got swept by the Red Sox, unfortunately. Um, but they were the other team that actually won eight games in a row uh, to get <laughs> to get into the World Series uh, back in 07. All right, question 10. In 1980, Royal Center fielder Willie Wilson set what dubious World Series record that stood for 29 years until 2009? Dubious record. Okay, most errors in a World Series. Most times caught stealing in a World Series. Most times hit by pitch in a World Series. Most strikeouts. I'm, I would say hit by pitch. I think they played the Yankees in that World Series. Most strikeouts in a World Series. All right. Uh, Final question. Bonus question. Which three Royals pitchers have won the Cy Young? Well, Granke won it. Saberhagen won it and i guess the third guy so uh brett saberhagen zach grunke and david cone the other option was saberhagen splittorf or vita blue i don't think that's right so yeah it was grunke and the and then uh the other guy you scored 72 percent you just (laughs) you just hit you just missed hitting for this cycle you were so close you could taste it nice effort and just because you didn't reach the mountaintop doesn't mean Change the fact that you're an impact player. You've got a tremendous upside. Don't forget it. Aw, thanks. (laughs) All right. So apparently we know a fair amount about the Royals. Uh, Which ones did we miss? Um, Yeah, it doesn't matter. Oh, the, uh, the MVP one for the World Series. Okay. Anyway. All right. Uh, we've tested our knowledge of the Royals today. Uh, we're going to move into a more MLW. Wiffle ball is on the horizon. The uh, first series was played on the, f- let's see, the first? Yes, yeah, Saturday the first. The first season, uh, the first series was played between the Gators and the Coastal Cobras. Uh, but, but before we get into that, we'll go into our first break, uh, our first ad read of the podcast. Alright, here we go. We're gonna talk about MLW new MLW videos But first a quick shout-out to my good friend Kyle Smith. He asked for a shout-out. Actually, I asked him if he wants a (laughs) Um, shout-out We've been playing a fair amount of MLB the show lately super fun game Uh, first MLB the show I've bought since uh, 2013 Um, It's a lot of fun. Um, I, I have a road to the show going I play for the Cardinals organization because I wanted to play for Springfield Cardinals, i.e., where I live. <laughs> um, uh, but I got I got promoted to AAA. I know Kyle got promoted to AAA. So uh, shout out to you, my guy. Uh, congrats on being in AAA. And if you don't if you don't have MLB the show, I recommend it. It's a fun game. If you're into baseball, or even if you're not into baseball, Kyle's not even a big baseball fan, but he seems to enjoy it. So shout out to you, Mister Kyle, my good friend from childhood and still good friends all right mlw mlw videos some news in the mlw um pretty pretty big deal uh coming out of the league this week the eagles and the mallards are not mallards wow i haven't written down mallards i don't know why i wrote it down mallards eagles and wildcats the eagles and wildcats are playing a series in afton oklahoma at a resort uh, the new mini Fenway park with fans. And it's actually not that far from Springfield, Missouri, where I am based out of a uh, pretty big deal for the league. The first time they've ever had a game outside of um, outside of Coltsfield, outside of the Meadows and outside of Michigan. Um, so big, big deal for the, for the league. Um, pretty excited for the league. I, I hope i can go i'm i'm actually might not be able to Uh, i think it'd be super fun to go uh, watch and meet all the players the the og players uh but a heavily anticipated uh matchup there uh eagles and wildcats the interleague matchup um the old school uh early the, the the old rival as they say um and if I look at my old predictions, I have the Eagles winning that series two to one. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> pretty big, pretty big th- uh, deal for the MLW. So um, we're going to talk about the new videos. Um, super. Oh, actually, no, no, no. But first, the uh, power rankings. Uh, let's see. The Power Rankings for MLW, uh, Great Leg Skaters at 1. This is, I don't know who does Power Rankings, if they do a voting or anything, but this is what they have from MLW's Instagram page. Uh, The Great Leg Skaters uh, ranked first, Wildcats at 2, D-backs at 3, Pacific Predators at 4, Eagles 5, Mallards 6, Cobras at 7, and Magic at 8. Now, this kind of lines up with how I have my... uh, my season prediction. Um, If you took, I mean, not, not one through eight, maybe, but if you took out, you know, each American league, national league, I have Gators, uh, Gators. Let's see. Let me just pull it up. I have Gators, Eagles, D backs, Mallards, and the power rankings go Gators, D backs, Eagles, Mallards. Wait, is that how I did it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, The only thing that's different with the power rankings is I have the Eagles ahead of the D-backs, and then I think the other league is just straight down Wildcats, Predators, Cobras, Magic, and that's exactly how I have it in my uh, preseason prediction. Um, Also, if you haven't listened to my preseason prediction um, podcast, my very first podcast, uh, go back and listen to that. It goes all into some... uh, Pretty good depth of this upcoming season. Um, The season that has started, uh, first series, was played uh, May 1st, but uh, I made that podcast before this season had begun. And so go back and listen to that. Listen to all my predictions. Go on MLW's page, listen to their predictions, see what they have to say. All kinds of media out there. There's more than you think on YouTube. Uh, there's a guy named Nickens. He's pretty good to listen to. I listen to him every once in a while. A couple other ones I can't think of off the top of my head. Uh, but we'll go into the videos. We're just going to touch on the highlights of the videos. Uh, one video that came out on April 26th was the 21 uh, preview. And that, if you haven't, like I said in my last podcast, if you, oh, excuse me, if you haven't watched, um, mlw before you don't even have to go watch every single game of the last two seasons even though i still highly recommend it um you can just watch uh this video and it's just like a preview like a movie preview for the next season and it gives you highlights of the previous season pretty cool video they have uh sound bites of of the podcast the mlw pipe it up podcast uh hosted by drew davis who brings on numerous different guests like kyle schultz daniel schultz uh tommy Coglin. uh but they had they pulled some sound bites from the podcast from the videos uh pretty cool uh video they got (laughs) my favorite part was actually baba o'reilly by the who uh that edited version was it was pretty kick-ass not gonna lie uh I, I don't know if Kyle edits that or if, if somebody else, if you find somebody that edits it, it's it's a, it's a pretty cool. Um, and then here's a quote, and I, I agree with this quote 100% from Kyle. It's the most highly anticipated season we've had in my mind in all eight teams. Uh, all eight teams have a lot of talent and could win the World Series this year. Um, so, and that's something I definitely talked about a lot on my last podcast was every team has a very good chance to win the worst this world series this year um i think i said because of the randomness of the game and how talented every team is and uh, so a recap of that video it's like a minute and a half long two minutes long a really cool video go check it out watch that video before you watch this next video we're going to talk about which was their spring training video and honestly we're going to just Talk about the highlights. We're not going to go too much into it, considering it's spring training, and uh, you know nobody has nobody's had any reps yet. Uh, it was good to see Shima, the new player, the rookie, out there. Um, actually, we'll just go over the rosters real quick. So what they did was they had the new school versus the old school, and honestly, I didn't write down. Uh, let's see, they had uh, what were the team names? Um, I don't. I think I, I can't remember the old school's name but the new school team name was called the ex- expansion team. I I don't know, but I should have wrote this down. I didn't, whatever. <laughs> the new school team consisted of the Magic, the D-backs, uh, and Magic D-backs, and let's see, the Gators, I believe. I think those are the three teams that were represented. Uh, J- uh, Jimmy Norp for the D-backs, Jorgie for the... Uh, Jorgie for the Gators, Chatty for the Magic, Heath for the uh, Heath for the D-backs, and Shima for the Eagles. Is that right? No. Shima for the D-backs, I believe. Uh, double check me on that. I don't have the rosters pulled up. but And then the old school team was the Eagles, Wildcats, Mallards, and that was it, I believe. So the only teams that weren't represented were the Cobras and, um, who was the other one? Predators. No, yeah, the Predators weren't represented. So, uh, Dan Schultz, Sailor from uh, Daniel Schultz from the Eagles, Sailor from the Wildcats, Bonham from the Mallards. Uh, side note: uh, Tommy Coglin did not play from the Mallards because uh, he was, I think he's recovering from a, I think he said a pectoral strain, but he'll be back for the Mallards' first series, um, without a doubt. Uh, Zach Whalen from the Eagles, and Kyle Schultz, the legend, from the Wildcats. Uh, We'll just go through it by inning, inning by inning. Uh, We had a couple of different pitchers from each team. Uh, Daniel Schultz for the old school, Kyle Schultz and Bonham, Trevor Bonham from the Mallards. And the new school teams, North pitched two innings, jory pitched an inning, and Heath pitched an inning. Uh, the old school team were the home team. Uh, Daniel Schultz uh, struggled a bit on the mound. He had, <laughs> although he still had six strikeouts, uh, six walks, and let's see. Did I count that right? Uh, no, five, five walks. Regardless, <laughs> six. What I have is six strikeouts, six walks, and one hit in two innings. Uh, Kyle Schultz had four w- strikeouts, two walks, and and two hits given up in two innings. So he pitched the third and the fourth inning, and then Trevor Bonham from the Mallards uh, pitched one inning, the uh, fifth inning. Oh, they also pit they they played a one game, uh, f- uh one one game, five innings, kind of like they do in the uh, kind of like they do in the uh, um, the All Star game. Uh, bottom pitched the fifth inning uh, three K's three walks and one hit Uh, now for the new school they had Norp, Heath, Jorgie and uh, let's see Norp, Jorgie and Heath that was it Okay. Uh, Norp pitched the first two innings Uh, he had four strikeouts three were looking and struggled a little bit And the, well, okay. Six walks, one hit. Jorgie pitched the third inning. uh, Two strikeouts, four walks. And Jonah Heath from the Diamondbacks. Two strikeouts, three walks, and one hit. Um, I don't know why I didn't write down the final score, but the old school won. I want to say six to three. And the highlight of the game, (laughs) I wrote this down. In my bullet points, I said, I honestly have no idea what the standout of the game's. Uh, biggest standout of the game was Bonham. Uh, the, he'll be a sophomore this year in the league, second year in the league. He was a rookie last year for the Mallards. He was drafted in the first draft last year uh, by the Mallards uh, as a pitcher. And, I, you know, on the last podcast, I kind of gave him a hard time saying, I don't know if he's going to be the second guy, and the man that Tommy drafted might be the second guy. But Bonham? looked pretty solid in the in the spring training game. Uh only allowed the biggest the biggest highlight of the game was he had bases loaded in the uh bottom or the top of the 5th inning. And he only gave up one run and struck out back-to-back batters with bases loaded to win the game for the old school team. So props to Bonham for for pulling that off against uh some of the best players in the in the league. So uh, stand out for Bonham. Uh, Hopefully we'll get to see that upcoming here in the 2021 season for the Mallards. I know I have the Mallards and then, and then Kyle has the Mallards and the power rankings kind of down there. Um, But if Bonham can really show out on the mound this year, um, I definitely think that he'll be able to help the Mallards uh, possibly get to the playoffs. Uh, We'll see. Um, And then the other thing that stood out to me uh, was Daniel Schultz struggling to find rhythm. Uh, both on the mound and the batter's box, he struck out a fair amount and also walked about five batters or six batters. And but what's funny is that you say he struggled, but he still led the pitchers, uh, all pitchers uh, on both sides, uh, with six strikeouts in two innings. He got every single out on the mound uh, by himself. So Daniel Schultz, the goat, uh, he'll have a he'll have another great year on the mound right another Cy Young performance oh and that was the biggest thing ab- about pitching on the day and I know I read off a lot of walks from every single uh, pitcher and if you go and watch the video it's it's just windy as hell uh these guys are having a lot of trouble finding their rhythm on the mound and you know these whiffle balls aren't incredibly heavy so they're gonna cut through the wind a bunch and if you don't throw it right it's it's gonna miss the it's gonna miss the zone a fair amount if you've never thrown a whiffle ball before so uh I mean, props to Daniel for still striking out six and props to everybody for not having a ton of walks. I think on the day there was probably more walks than there were strikeouts, but there weren't a ton of hits either. Uh, Neither team really got it going. And I think a lot of that was, of course, with the win because nobody really knew where the ball was going. So none of the batters really wanted to pull the trigger and swing. Uh, But that is a recap of the spring training game. I know we covered that pretty quickly. Uh, go and watch the video. Uh, the game didn't matter too much. Uh, it's just good to see everybody back out there. Hopefully Tommy gets better and we'll be able to play that first series. And uh, yeah, spring training for MLW kicked off. Their first series, again, was May 1st. Cobras and and uh, Gators. Um, you can go watch game one on their Instagram Live. I won't spoil anything for anybody. But uh, yeah, yeah. Go check that out, and we're going to go into our final break. Welcome back again. You're listening to the Lecker Room Sports Media Podcast, where we talk about sports and primarily wiffle ball and baseball. And here is something that I thought about about an hour before (laughs) I did this podcast, so bear with me. This is a segment that I'll probably do for anything, and I know it's kind of a watch mojo style, but this is the top five baseball movies for myself. Uh, Don't take them too seriously. You probably have a different order except for except for the number one, you're probably gonna have the same number one. but uh, top five baseball movies and in the future we'll probably do top five anything. I mean it's watch Mojo style. <laughs> uh, just a list of things that I like, things to think list of things I maybe don't like uh, but we're probably gonna primarily talk about sports. maybe we'll talk about food, restaurants, whatever. Just a fun little podcast or uh, uh, yeah podcast segment that we'll probably do uh, more than once. Okay. Top five baseball movies. Number five: uh, The Benchwarmers, two thousand six. David Spade, John Hader, Rob Schneider, and Reggie Jackson. Mister October. They said <laughs> that's a great movie. It came out when I was a kid, uh, growing up playing baseball. One thing about that movie is probably my my favorite scene was uh, <laughs> when they're driving in the back of the tr- of the. Uh, of the truck hitting, hitting mailboxes with the mailbox or hit <laughs> hitting mailboxes, hitting mailboxes with the baseball bat. And, uh, <laughs> Clark totally whiffs on the mailbox and hits the, uh, and hits the the window of the drive of the car <laughs> and then falls out, of the, all uh, falls out of the bed. And if you actually go to the, uh, like the bonus scenes of that movie, he didn't even mean to do that, but they still left it in the movie. Cause how funny it was, uh, pretty funny movie uh they the best part of it and this is the engineer of me is their their building montage uh at the end of the at the end of the movie where they build the stadium in 24 hours and he goes (laughs) i only have a million dollars you got 24 hours or or he says uh you have 24 hours to build a ballpark i only have a million dollars on me and then they all start laughing and then they have a montage of building a baseball stadium, and it's pretty sick, <laughs> which I've always tried to find it and see if it's actually real, but I don't think it is. So movie magic, whatever. Uh, moving on, number four, The Rookie, 2002 with Dennis Quaid. Not much to say about this movie except Dennis Quaid is just a badass actor. Excuse my language. It's it's a fun movie. Uh, yeah, about never giving up. Never give up on your dreams. And that goes out to all you old people who still want to play in the MLB. Griffin. (laughs) Uh, The Rookie, 2002, Dennis Quaid. That's a good one. Number four. Uh, Number three, Moneyball, 2011. Brad Pitt, Jonah Hill, and Chris Pratt. Uh, This one is for anybody, really. If if you're not even into baseball, this is – even if you are – of course, baseball fans are going to like this. Even if you're not into baseball, if you're into analytics, if you're into numbers – This movie is all about numbers and they, you know, they still show a little baseball, you know, highlights from what, you know, actual real highlights. Uh, but super cool movie about just the, the background going on with the, the general managers and, um, pretty good movie. Uh, Chris Pratt before he was big, I didn't even realize he was in the movie until somebody pointed it out to me. Uh, but he, he plays the first baseman, uh, super cool movie. Uh, Kinda of funny at times, but uh yeah. Number three, Moneyball. Uh number two, uh 42, 2013, Chadwick Chadwick Bozeman, Harrison Ford, the movie about um uh, Jackie Robinson, the first African American baseball player who broke the color barrier. Uh super good movie. It's got Chadwick Bozeman, the uh Black Panther. Rest in peace, Chadwick. Uh super good movie, two thousand thirteen. I I have this movie on DVD. I know, DVD. Who has those anymore? (laughs) Um, Great movie about uh, Jackie Robinson's story. Fun fact, um, 42 is the only number across the MLB that is retired. And uh, they have a day, I think it's April 15th, or it's like the middle of April, where every single team um, wears number 42. Uh, Pretty cool. Um, it, it's and it kind of goes they they kind of do that uh, scene in the movie where um, I can't remember who the player is but he comes over to Jackie Robinson and goes you know maybe someday we'll all be wearing 42 on our backs so pretty cool thing everybody wears 42 one day of the year the only number to be retired uh, pretty good movie um, and we will go to our honorable mentions before we go to number one honorable mentions and we'll go through these fairly quickly uh number one fever pitch with jimmy fallon and drew barrymore uh this movie's super cool it's about um (laughs) it's kind of it's i mean it's kind of about baseball it's more of about a baseball fan who loves the game but also is trying to get a girlfriend um and is trying to balance the two and the girlfriend's trying trying to balance work and going to the games with the fan and he's a big red Sox fan and it's all about um this fan going to the games during the 2004 run and so a quick rundown of Fever Pitch. Pretty fun movie. Jimmy Fallon, Drew Barrymore. Uh, number two honorable mention. Major League was Charlie Sheen. Super funny movie. Would not recommend it watching with the kids. Along with number three, Bull Durham, 1988. Super funny movie with a lot of quotable lines. Also, don't watch it with the kids. Or do. I don't know. I don't tell you what to do. <laughs> uh, honorable mention number four. League of Their Own about... Uh, the, the women's league during World War II, uh, when the women played baseball and all the, the, the uh, major league baseball players were off to war, so the women had their league. Uh, Tom Hanks is in it. Famous line, there's no crying in baseball. Uh, yeah, they told me a lot when I was a kid, and then I cried. <laughs> I'll be honest. I'm transparent like that. Anyway, honorable mention number five, uh, rookie of the year. And number six, Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams, uh, they're actually trying to do, uh, well, they done it, I think, already. But, well, no, I think the first year was the first year they were supposed to have it. Uh, but they are building a Field of Dreams field for the MLB to play a series there uh, once a year. Super cool. Uh, anyway. So that's our honorable mentions, and that will go to number one, and you guessed it, and it's, if you are a baseball fan and this isn't your number one baseball movie of all time, you're not a baseball fan. It is, of course, The Sandlot. How can it not be The Sandlot? So many quotable lines from it. Like this one. <laughs> hey, Smalls, you want a s'more? And this is Ham Porter, the catcher of of uh, the, the catcher. The catcher of the team of the Sandlot. Hey, Smalls, you want a s'more? And uh, Smalls is the main character. If you didn't know that, you want a s'more? Some more of what? I haven't had anything yet, so how can I have some more of nothing? And then Ham Porter says, "You're killing me, Smalls." We'll put that on a t-shirt. Just kidding. It's already on a t-shirt. You can buy that anywhere. Probably on Amazon. Go look it up. You're killing me, Smalls. Pretty common phrase. <laughs> another another classic banter uh, when Ham Porter's. Uh, Going back and forth with the with the uh, the preppy team, (laughs) he goes, uh, "You what? What does he say? You? (laughs) I can't even read this. What the heck? You put your wheaties? Oh, oh! You mix your you mix your wheaties with your mama's toe jam. You bob apples, you bob apples in the toilet, and you like it. And then Ham Porter comes back. You play ball like a girl." And everybody's just stunned, looking at each other, and he goes, Excuse me? And Hannah Porter goes, You heard me. <laughs> Great scene. And then the all overall uh, message of the movie, Hero- Heroes get remembered, but legends never die. When uh, Benny the Jet is having his, uh, his omen, or I guess it wasn't the omen scene, but having his dream with Babe Ruth. And who could forget... This scene, the 4th of July scene where they all go have a night game and the streets are filled with food and hot dogs and all kinds of food. Ham Porter grabs like six hot dogs and runs to the field and they're all playing and then they got a million uh, artillery shells going off in the background and all the kids are turning around to watch it and Benny the Jet's like, guys, we're still playing baseball and the ball is just drifting off into the sky and you see fireworks in the background and it's It's fantastic. And it gives me a lot of nostalgia. (laughs) at playing baseball as a kid. And 4th of July in general. 4th of July is a fantastic uh, holiday. And then the ball flies off in the background and they go, I see skies blue. I think that's a song. It's gotta be, right? (laughs) And then Benny the Jet calls him back. And then I think the next... And then it transitions into the scene where they... Anyway... Number one, The Sandlot. And if you don't believe me, you're crazy. You're not a baseball fan. Go watch The Sandlot. You'll fall in love with Wendy Peffercorn, the greatest <laughs> um, side character. So uh, Sandlot, we'll uh, go through this real quickly. Number five, The bench warmers, Number four, The Rookie. Number three, Moneyball. Number two, 42. And number one, The Sandlot all right uh we are going to move on to our final segment here in a minute but i'm going to take a quick break you're listening to the lecker room sports media podcast welcome welcome back we're going to wrap things up by going over the mlb standings but first the kansas city royals your favorite team in the mlb right now royals are seven and three in their last 10 games just got off a road trip they swept detroit four games uh split with pittsburgh and won one out of three in minnesota so they were six and four on the road trip seven and three what's wait hold on one second 6-3 uh, uh, and three on the road trip, excuse me, uh, and have the, as of Monday night, they have the best record in the MLB, so kudos to the Royals, I'm cautiously optimistic because it's so early, uh, but yeah, go Royals, let's go! Uh, they return home this week to play the Indians and the White Sox, and then it's back on the road to Detroit. Uh, and they're playing as I speak, um, tied 3-3 three to three in the sixth, I believe, against the Indians at home in Coffin Stadium. So hold on to your hats, Royals. Let's, let's get another win tonight to push our league-leading record to 17-10. Uh, um, all right. Quick rundown of the standings. The Boston Red Sox lead the Toronto Blue Jays. By a game and a half, uh, Red Sox are 17 and 12, and the Blue Jays are 14 and 12. Uh, story out there is the New York Yankees are seven and three of their last 10 games, catching up to the Toronto Blue Jays and surpassing the Rays, who are four and six on their last 10. Baltimore in last place in that division, playing better than they normally do. AL Central, the Kansas City Royals leading division 16 and 10 uh the white Sox are game and a half back in the central uh the al west oakland still leads the division they are five and five in the last ten after being winning 13 games in a row i think it was uh last week that we talked so they are 17 and 12 seattle still in second place um moving over to the national league side of things the new york mets lead or are tied in first with the washington Nationals, New York Mets in first with the Nationals, Phillies are half a game back in that division, the NL Central, the Milwaukee Brewers are in first place ahead of the Cardinals by half a game, Um, and in the NL West, San Francisco has surpassed the Dodgers to lead the division by half a game. Dodgers are at 17-12 and 12 at second place, the Padres at, in third place at a game and a half back of the Giants, and the Diamondbacks, Arizona Diamondbacks, Griffin, your favorite team, 7-3 in their last 10 games, they're two games back of the Giants, and we're just not going to talk about the Rockies sitting in last place of the division. <laughs> Alright, that was your quick rundown of the MLB standings. Uh, we'll be back here in a week or so, hopefully by next week again, talking about more MLB more MLW, and maybe we'll throw on another uh, segment or two and have a guest. But uh, I'm glad I got this done today. I was, I was uh, actually pretty jacked to record this one, so I think we covered a lot. And next week we're going to cover even more. MLW is going to have a couple series played by then. Maybe one or one or uh, one video will be posted. The Cobras and the Gators video will be posted by then, and we'll talk a little more about the Royals. See where they're sitting at, and amongst other things, uh, the NFL draft happened on Thursday. Trevor Lawrence went number one. So that was pretty cool. Everybody thought. Everybody. Everybody was surprised by that one for sure. But uh, thanks for listening again. Uh, we'll be back next week about the same time. You're listening to the Luckert. Room Sports Media Podcast. Thanks for listening. This has been the Lecker Room Sports Media Podcast. Thank you for listening.